Welcome back to Inside the Daily Press. My name is Matthew Hall. I am the editor here. And here are some of the things you need to know to start your week. Um, This is going to be a little bit of a different week here at the Daily Press. And even as we say start your week, this is Tuesday um, because we had a holiday there on Monday. So what we're doing this week is our year-in-review coverage. This period of time between Christmas and New Year's is when we go back and summarize all of the news from 2023 and condense all of it down to a series of stories, one per month, covering everything that happened over the last year. You're going to see those stories show up between Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday, and Tuesday of the coming days. Going to have several months in each day. Encourage everyone to read those. It's a great primer on everything that happened in the city. So if you're new to the city of Santa Monica, this is the perfect place for you to pick up um, pick up wherever all the locals already know, get all of that insider knowledge. If you've been here for 30 years, it's still relevant to go back and read all of those because a lot of folks forget. You know, you forget when stuff happened or sometimes there are interesting items that you might think were two years ago, but in fact, they were much more recent than that. There also are guaranteed to be some of the stories you missed throughout the year. Those are all going to be in there. So I encourage everyone to pick up the paper and check those out. Um, They will also be on our website alongside some uh, year-in-review coverage that's a little more regional and statewide that will all be on our website. That's going to be available, as I say, over the next week or so. But one of the things I also wanted to talk to folks about today is if you have been following the news, you will have seen a lot of coverage about restaurants and restaurant closures in specific. Um, The Los Angeles Times did a big story about all the restaurants that they thought were important in the region that closed. There was a story statewide. Um, I actually read it in the San Francisco Chronicle, but it was a statewide story about the challenges restaurants are facing and how many of them may face a particularly tough January with additional closures on the horizon. We locally have reported on several of the closures in the city. You know, the ones that hit close to me, there's Dagwoods and Jinkies. Um, I also think Del Frisco's is a big loss to us. You know, there's lots of places locally that have closed recently. And we may indeed see more of those in January, right? Stella Bar, I think, has January 5th as their close date. But before we dwell too much on the closures, or I should just say there are lots of reasons for the closures. We will get into that in news coverage as time goes on. But that's not what I want to dwell on today. What I wanted to do today, real quick, is just highlight some of the restaurants that are still open and thriving and that I think mean a lot to me in some way and that I think are worthy of your patronage. So... No particular order here. There's not an advertiser supplement. These are just places that I go all the time. And given we're about to be exposed to a spate of negative stories and woe-driven stories, stories about, oh, no, restaurants are facing a tough time, just want to celebrate some of the restaurants that I think are doing really well right now and that we should all encourage. So first up is more of a particular dish than a restaurant. There are actually two in here. This is the Japanese style of curry. So not Indian curry, specifically Japanese curry. I love this dish. And just just for some context for folks who care, you may not, but you're listening to this anyway. So in case you do care, uh, some one went once upon a time when I've been left alone unsupervised, which is not always the best idea. I once spent three days going to the same restaurant ordering variations on a curry dish. It's me and the office dog buddy. He had some plain white rice. I had multiple variations on this dish. I regretted nothing at the end of those three days other than I was suddenly supervised again and couldn't go back for a fourth day. So this is a this is a strong dish for me. The two local contenders here, we have uh, Hurry Curry, which is up on um, Ocean Park, almost at the end of town. They are great. 
Um, their actual address is 2901 Ocean Park Boulevard. Very much a classic curry restaurant, very simple menu. You can get pork, you can get chicken, you can get shrimp. You can add some vegetables to your curry. Comes with a nice big scoop of white rice. Um, the insider tip is make sure you ask for the accoutrement with it. You get some little pickled radishes, some pickled onions. Uh, they also give you some raisins, which I don't like and don't understand, and I don't think raisins are a thing anyone should eat. But the radishes and the onions, fantastic. Add a wonderful crunch to your curry. Um, they have some outdoor seating. They have some limited parking. But this is a regular, almost weekly institution for us. So I strongly recommend you check them out. Um, the other restaurant that I think is great in this genre is Katsu Bar. Relatively new. They're at like 30th and Wilshire. Um, if you hit that intersection, you actually have to make like a right on 30th. I think their actual address is 3032 Wilshire. So you just have to turn the corner to find them. Um, very small actual restaurant. Very limited seating. They do a tremendous amount of to-go business. But they have a couple of dishes that really single them out as fantastic. First off, they do a variety of katsu sandwiches. So different variations on something fried and tasty between bread with some sauces. You can get a side of their curry and you can dip that sandwich in there. Think like French dip, but vastly tastier. It's great. They also have some specialty items on their menu. They have a, call it a cauliflower katsu, like pieces of cauliflower fried in a katsu style served on rice with curry which is legitimately good on its own. I get it over the chicken. It's a great dish. It's also a place where you can get a vegetarian version of the curry for folks who don't want to eat chicken. It's a big bonus. The other thing they do that is, you may have seen on the internet or seen online, you know, they do the Japanese fruit sandwiches. So this is two slices of milk bread, like layered thick with whipped cream and whole pieces of fruit, whether it's a kiwi or a strawberry or an orange or whatever it is, in between that cream sliced in half. It looks beautiful. They're giant. They're easily enough to split for two people. Realistically, you get three or four servings out of it because if you've eaten a curry afterwards, this is a giant amount of whipped cream for any human being to eat. But it's great. And both of those restaurants I highly recommend. They are both worth your time. Um, switching from Japanese to Italian for a second. There was a time when Frito Misto was much closer to the Daily Press office than it is now where that restaurant sustained this office. We went there all the time. We go slightly less frequently now because it's a little bit more of a walk, but Frito Misto is an absolute community institution. They serve some wildly inauthentic Italian dishes, and this isn't knocking them any, in any way. I'm just saying there are things that you don't expect, like Tabasco in your pasta, right, or Cajun-style pastas or things that aren't necessarily homeschool Italian. They also have some very classic Italian pasta dishes. You can run the gamut there from things you absolutely recognize to things you're surprised to see on a menu. And it's great. The people who run it are great. It's very friendly. It's very, it is the definition of community for me. It is just a fantastic local institution that serves up incredibly satisfying, rib sticking, home cooking style pasta dishes. It is, it is truly wonderful. You know, Sticking on This Theme is a restaurant that I think is a little bit more high-end than Frito Misto. Totally depends on your choice, but this is Orto. And Orto, uh, they're at 5th and Santa Monica Boulevard, 502 Santa Monica Boulevard, is, is great. It is probably one of the best restaurants in Santa Monica, in my opinion. The food there is incredibly refined. It is 
wonderful. It's tasty, but it's also just the the epitome of really high quality ingredients that are served in a perfect style. So dishes there you may recognize, like you know they have a penne and a vodka sauce. You've seen that other places, but this is a classic and near perfect interpretation of that dish. And while food is expensive at high end restaurants, Orto is not that expensive in the Santa Monica context. It is more expensive than Frito Misto. It's certainly more expensive than a sandwich somewhere, but it is absolutely worth it. And part of that is the interior is beautiful. It feels like a nice night out. It is a place that every time I and my partner go there, we always say, why don't we come here more often? Um, I realized I forgot to give the address for Frito Misto, just FYI, there at 620 Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, So switching gears... Mm -hmm. Yet again, uh, but let's stay on the dinner theme for a minute. Um, there's the galley. I was talking to someone today who'd lived in Santa Monica for several years, and I said, oh, we should absolutely go to the galley. And their response was, oh, you know, walked past there a bunch of times that I've never been in. If you've never been in, go inside. The galley is fantastic. You are going to open that door, walk inside, look around, and be like, why didn't I come here earlier? It is, say it's oozing with personality is an understatement. The the restaurant itself is a character. Set aside the people who work there and own it. The restaurant itself is intrinsic to what Santa Monica is and was and really should be, in my opinion. Their menu, very classic kind of American steakhouse. Um, you can certainly get Caesar salad and shrimp and, like I said, steaks and baked potatoes. It's all there. The food is good. Certainly not necessarily a cheap place to eat, but I think the atmosphere is wonderful. Fantastic date night. Absolutely a place where I take guests and visitors when they come into town. Um, They're on Main Street. They are 2442 Main Street. So by all means, stop by the galley, have a steak, have a cocktail, take in you know one of the last vestiges of old school Santa Monica and the things that once upon a time made the city great. Um, last one on this list, and by all means, this list is not exhaustive. There are many more places on this list. This is more places that I happen to have been perhaps in the last week or two or that stuck out to me as somewhere that I, I always take people. So this last one, also on Main Street, is Shoops. They are a uh, breakfast place. They are at 2400 Main Street. And Shoops has, without question, the best pancakes in Santa Monica. Hands down. They are the best, absolutely delicious pancakes. They're fluffy. They're giant. They're the size of a child's head on a plate. They are quite thick. You can get bacon and other things mixed into it if you want to. Comes with the maple syrup. They're fantastic. Um, Shoops also has a really nice European-inspired menu of other items. You can get grilled German sausages with like a garlicky potatoes on the side as a regular dish served with some nice whole grain mustard. It's great. You can also get some salmon. They do. Uh, they have a little deli there with a variety of smoked salmons and smoked fish, I should say. You can get that salmon in a wrap with some Caesar salad. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It is a, just a joyous meal. It is really good. The restaurant is tiny. They've benefited from outdoor dining. They now have seats in the parking lot. Like The atmosphere is what it is. The, you're in a parking lot most of the time. But if you're inside, it's certainly a little bit more vibrant. But it is hands down in our top three breakfast locations. I've never had a bad meal there. I've never regretted going there. I've never had any experience there other than this is great and people should come here and I want to bring people there as guests. They also have a little um, grocery store where you can get like European chocolates, 
and some other specialty items that you maybe can't get everywhere else. And as I said, just a great all-around restaurant. The owners are wonderful. So those are some of my top hits just right now that I think everyone should visit. You know, we're about to, as I said, you're about to be inundated with news about restaurant closures, business closures, bad times in January. There are some silver linings. These are some of them. Um, We'll try to highlight more of them as the year goes on. But for now, feel free to check out any of those restaurants if you're interested in something a little bit different in Santa Monica. So that's our slightly altered podcast for the week. I hope you had a a very Merry Holidays, whatever holidays you celebrate. We've got New Year's coming up. Hopefully everybody is safe and doesn't uh, overindulge too much. But feel free to download this podcast from wherever you get podcasts from. Check out our website, smdp.com. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Get the news to your email box every single day. Thanks for listening and come back next week.